Welcome to Ann Arbor Sparks CEO Podcast, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Phil Sancher, Senior Vice President and Chief of Staff for Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Today, we have Jason Boyers, who is President and CEO of Cleary University. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for taking time out of your day today. Happy to be here. So Jason, can you give a little bit about your background and then talk about sort of what the priorities for you and for Cleary going forward? Uh, and I'll baseline and say that, that you're uh, sort of, I, you called yourself the new old president of, uh, of <laughs> or the, no, the old new president uh, yeah. of Cleary University. So maybe just give a little bit of your background and, and talk what's on uh, on your mind related to Cleary right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I've been in higher ed about uh, 16 years now. Uh, but I, I really had been a part of both for-profit and not-for-profit industry before I fell into higher ed. I moved here just over a year ago from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, my wife and I moved here, and we were excited to get back to the Midwest. My wife grew up in southern Indiana. I grew up in northern Ohio. Uh, and for us, to come back to the Midwest was a great opportunity to come home. And then to find a, a university like Clary, a private business-focused university was kind of ideal for what I believed was happening in higher ed and aligned with where I was wanting to go in my next role. Um, I had been a vice president really over the adult and corporate side of this small um, private Northeastern college in New England. And I just, I saw where higher ed was going and I believe Cleary was this small university that had a chance to make a big impact and to have the opportunity to come there just excited me. I'm always interested in sort of the question uh, of people that moved to the region that may or may not have had sort of preconceived notions about the area. Um, what was surprising to you? Maybe something surprised you in a positive way and, and maybe some things that um, you weren't expecting otherwise about about the region? Well, quite honestly, I did a lot of research before I came and this whole area, southeastern Michigan, uh, was important to me for a couple of reasons. And I had done my research. I knew what was happening in Detroit and kind of the resurgence of investment in some areas of Detroit. I knew the long history of Clary, 1883, uh, and kind of the guiding principles behind it. And I knew where we had our home base in uh, Livingston County, but also that we had our birthplace in Ypsilanti and Ann Arbor that there was a chance to link all three regions. I also saw the incredible investment that's happening in Livingston County. And where our home campus is, we are 30 minutes from Ann Arbor, which we have a site right here in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. We are 45 minutes from downtown Detroit. We are 35 minutes from Flint. We are, you know, 40 minutes from Lansing. I just saw it as a cross-section of, of what was going to happen with, with the comeback of, of this region. And when I was growing up, I mean, i got to be quite honest that – how goes Detroit in this region is how goes America. And to have the opportunity to come back and be a part of that, well, it was, it was really attractive to me. And I want to say this, too. There are a lot of incredible colleges and universities in this area, and I view the higher education sector as a very interesting sector because you have your research universities, tremendous research universities, University of Michigan. You have your a great state university of Michigan State. You have Eastern Michigan. You have all these small private colleges. But I believe private colleges have their own unique role in the economy because they are best positioned, I think, 
to really work with the local economy to drive things forward. Big research universities will always be here, and they provide this incredible role in what we're trying to do uh, to move things forward. But it is the small privates who really have intimate knowledge and kind of ground-level relationships that allow us to focus on the local economy. When I was in North Carolina, I was in North Carolina for three years, worked in uh, the Research Triangle, one of the economic successes of the country. UNC was a global university. I mean, they, they provided a great role, an economic boost for the area. But quite honestly, they weren't interested necessarily in serving the local students, right? Mm -hmm. Or the local businesses. Mm -hmm. They considered themselves a global university. That's not a bad thing. That drives many benefits back to the area in which that university is located, similar to University of Michigan. But private colleges can really hone in on where the spark is, no pun intended, <laughs> can really hone in on where the energy is and help drive that. And what we're trying to do at Cleary is to meet our niche, which is to drive entrepreneurial activity in this area and, and really link the, the region together so that we can become a hub of innovation. Fair. So uh, you mentioned Detroit there, and I want to circle back to that. But can you give a little bit of insight? So as a, as a business school... What are some of the trends or things that you're seeing in terms of business education right now and, and sort of the role that Cleary's playing in that education? So one of the trends I think we're seeing is around big data. And so I have partnered with, a through a relationship I had prior to this, the global leader in visual data analytics, which nice. is SAS. Nice. And we are bringing a business analytics program to Clary University, because if you are able to to chunk information in a way that's usable, in a way that helps you drive strategy forward, you are appealing to every sector of the economy. Healthcare, you're you're appealing as they try to to meet their metrics. You're appealing to manufacturing. You're appealing to um, large companies. You're appealing heck to even small companies. And so, business analytics is really trying to drive forward. We have. Uh, launched this year a business analytics program in partnership with SAS. Nice. I also have seen a lot of momentum around lifelong learning. So Cleary, for a huge part of its history, served the adult trying to get their degree. In 2011, we began serving the traditional students, and I'm very proud of what we've been able to put together with a home campus and a student experience. And we've also won even a couple of national championships with yeah. our 14 athletic teams. But I don't want to forget our history about really serving that lifelong learner. And I see now a lot of adults who understand that they've got to retrain a few times in their lifetime, even if they stay in the same industry. And most are not staying in the same industry as things shift. So I believe Cleary can offer that unique role and can kind of step into that role and utilize what is already in our DNA, which is creating a lifelong learning model where we continue to get adults' degrees, but almost redefine what college completion is because college completion can be a degree. It can be a professional certificate. It can, it can be gaining competencies that your, your company needs. And so I see a lot of trends around um, companies understand there's a skills gap, there's a tightening labor market. How can private colleges, all colleges, but especially private colleges, get out from behind the ivy wall and actually start having a conversation with industry, actually start talking about skills gaps, actually start informing in real time the curriculum of any college or university? 
And so that's what I see that I think is exciting. That's where the opportunity is. Nice. Um, and I think you'll find that if you talk to to leaders in higher ed who are really tuned into what's happening. Yeah, so I feel like Cleary's probably in a great position to be agile and be responsive to the private sector and to your uh, the clients that you're serving there. So that's really exciting. And I'm, I'm also really interested in sort of the data analytics side that you mentioned because, you know, one of the conversations that we have uh, with lots of employers out there is there's so much data available. It's just that oftentimes they don't know how to turn that data into actionable insights and things that are actually going to drive their their business piece. So it's, yeah, there's data that exists. That's great and all well and good. But until you actually have some applied element to it, what good is it? Right? We are data rich and intelligence poor. <laughs> sure. And it is absolutely where the challenge is. That's one of the reasons I, I wanted to, to link a partnership with SAS because, again, this is, Money Magazine just did an whole article about what's the number one skill to get a job, whether you're hmm. a traditional student, an adult student, and SAS certification came up as one of the top skills. Wow. So not only do we have a business analytics program, but being a business university, we we pride ourselves in training business leaders. So we are incorporating SAS into all the other business majors that we have so that even if you're not a business analytics major, you have some background in understanding. And we're not teaching just one software. We're teaching the the overall idea of business mm-hmm. analytics, but we're giving them experience in using some of these platforms. Nice. And if you can get somebody who may, maybe they do have just a business uh, general business major, but if they have that analytics built in with that major, you're adding just one more skill. Um, and that's what I think colleges need to do. Nice, nice. Uh, well, earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that you're sort of aware of things that were going on in Detroit from an uh, investment standpoint. Just announced that you're opening up a campus in Detroit. Can you talk a little bit about that effort and, uh, and sort of what's on the horizon for that? Yeah, the campus is on Woodward Avenue about a six, seven minute drive right downtown to Midtown. It is a few blocks from the new light rail that's coming in. And it's in the historic Constantine Center. This is a historic community center. I've had the chance and the opportunity to collaborate with the mayor and also with uh, Little Rock Historic Baptist Church where, where the Constantine is located. And the history behind this location is just amazing. Weird fact, it was the last place the Pistons practiced before they left uh, to go out. Interesting. Yeah, out of the, the and, city and maybe proper. maybe they'll be back then. And maybe they'll be back. <laughs> Who knows? But it's a great location. It's a great location to connect Detroit. And what we wanted to do, what they wanted to do was bring a business-focused university in there because they want the population to learn business skills so they can get the jobs that are happening in Detroit, but they also want them to understand how to open their own businesses and run their own businesses so that the neighborhood is transformed without being displaced. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a key factor. They want the people who are living there now not to be moved out because new condos come in and the the price of rent goes up. They want an integrated neighborhood in which they're able to open businesses, really stay in this neighborhood and and create the real rich, diverse environment that they're looking for. Detroit's important for us because we wanted to expand our geographic reach. And I mean, we have a presence in Flint. We have this presence in Ann Arbor and our home campus in Livingston. But I want to link the three. So we have have an initiative that I'm really excited about that kind of links my philosophy through these three, which is called Founders Farm. So we have a Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We're reorganizing it. And we have created an opportunity for students who are Clary students to present their business proposals. And if their proposal is accepted, they get office space, 
they get a phone, and we brought on an entrepreneur in residence who mentors them on a monthly basis, gets these entrepreneurs together, and really helps them build their business. Imagine a future in the next few years where Cleary businesses just pop out of these centers and they start out with office space for us, but they begin to build businesses, build job opportunities. Imagine what it could mean for a neighborhood like where we're going in Detroit. Imagine what it could mean for this region. We have a history of students leaving and, and starting businesses. And I just, I think that is us living our mission. And I really believe this. If we don't connect Livingston County with Detroit, with Ann Arbor, and do this in a very intentional way, then what is really the point of opening another extension campus? I mean, we know higher ed. You can do education online, and and I'm actually a big believer of it, uh, which is another podcast probably. But I, what is the point if you have these disassociated locations? The point is to really take these locations. We have students now in Livingston County who want to take the classes in mm-hmm. Detroit. We're going to have students in Detroit who may want to come to Ann Arbor sure. or go to Livingston. How can we integrate these? Because the the broader the conversation about the population that lives in Southeast Michigan the more chance that we're going to create partnerships, synergies, and and really drive economic activity forward. And as a business university, what else is our mission? Right, right. Oh, that's great. That's really exciting. I'm I'm glad to hear that you're being so intentional about it. And it's really fascinating to see the things that you guys are working on and focused on. Final question for me, in in terms of, you mentioned a few times, the home campus in Livingston County. What's your uh, what's your take on on what's happening in Livingston County? And obviously, you you moved your family there. And what, what I guess, what's your overall uh, impression on what's happening in, in Livingston County? I think Livingston County, and and again, I did the research before I came, has a real opportunity. So the interesting thing about where our campus there is in Livingston County is we're right off of a fairly new exit that becomes very easy for folks to get to from, like I said, Lansing, mm-hmm. Detroit, Ann Arbor. And one of the top parties that actually lease our Johnson Center, which is, is our big banquet facility, is the Michigan State Medical School because they bring their doctors in from all over, right? right? And we know that there's hundreds of millions of dollars in capital projects right now yep. with healthcare. So I think there is an opportunity to build industry around healthcare. And people say or think, well, these capital projects are coming. It's great. The hospitals will, will create jobs. But there's a number of businesses that kind of can be built around that. Think of analytics and mm-hmm. the businesses that can be built around that. Think of the people who move there and, and the jumpstart of restaurants. One of the things I think both Howell and Brighton have done well, and now we're seeing the connection with, with some of the other communities around there, is bring in that quality of life. Really think about how you're going to build a bike trail. Really think about the independent restaurants that are opening in both downtowns Mm -hmm. there, right by where our campus is located. And I I think there's an opportunity to really build a dynamic community that attracts investment. I saw what happened, and this is one of the reasons I love Spark. I saw what happened in North Carolina when the region realized – that they should compete for business opportunities together because if Durham got it great if because those folks would come over and eat in restaurants in Raleigh. Right. If Raleigh got it great because those folks would um, invest in, in opportunities there in Chapel Hill. And it became this whole thing where the region won no matter who won. Right. And I really think there's an opportunity – for Livingston County to be that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. place. 
Ann Arbor already has a tremendous amount of, of energy uh, because of University of Michigan. I hope that we can create an environment that has that same spirit. It will be different and unique to our strengths. But I really believe there's an opportunity there if the leaders continue to have the kind of conversations, the the chambers there for all the communities, um, Heartland and and Howell, Brighton, Fowlerville, you know, the Pinckney yep. is another area that's it's booming. We're actually partnering with the cyber range that's going mm-hmm. in there at Pinckney to bring an information assurance cybersecurity program to Clare University. Imagine a hub there. Think about the healthcare investment, another industry that builds off that investment. I mean, there's so many opportunities in the next few years. It's really exciting to to just see where it's going to go. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you for joining us on on today's Conversations on Economic Opportunity Podcast. I uh, really appreciate the work that uh, and, and leadership that you brought to uh, to Cleary and your take on the overall region. I don't think you and I have had a chance to have this conversation, so I appreciate you having it here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Anytime.